Poetry Night rings through. give a warm welcome. We are going to have some poetry, some music, and some poetry from Annalise Gilman. Please welcome her up. Hi. Uh, thank you all for coming. And it's really cool to see this gathering. I've never been to Bellingham before. And uh, I drove here like five hours early, and then I just sat in my car reading The Goldfinch <laughs> for like, right up until this reading. Uh, so I still haven't really seen Bellingham. <laughs> also, that's crazy, 46 years of poems in one book. I turned 23 on Thursday, and most of those 23 years, I was pooping in my pants <laughs> and not able to write poems. <laughs> Maybe not most of them. <laughs> yes. Whoa! Happy birthday! <laughs> um, so I'm going to read Less Than Three, which is a poem. It makes a sideways heart, if not everyone got that. And then I'm going to ask for some numbers between one and... like 65? Okay. Not yet! <laughs> Anyway, those are page numbers, and I will read whatever uh, serendipity wants me to read. <laughs> 17, eventually. Uh, okay, this is less than three. I couldn't remember whether the chambers of the heart were atria or ventricles. I looked it up. They're both. The atrium brings the blood in, gestures to the coat rack, pours a glass of red wine, then out, out, through the swollen, sodden gills, lub-dub, all best to the wife and kids. Missing you, there's some muscle I can't untense. It's not even a vagina muscle. It's my heart. I was thinking the heart's chambers are made of cells, which are made of chambers. But then I remembered muscle cells are really more like those rolls of cookie dough you slice and throw in the oven. Discreet strands. Maybe string cheese would have been a better metaphor, but it's too late now. I've already made it about cookies. If you don't like cookies, then you're not paying attention. It turns out heart cells aren't even like normal muscle cells. They've only got one nucleus, and they spend all their lives making sure they keep living. Under duress, their walls thicken. I'm pretty sure someone grew them in a petri dish, and all the cells began to beat in synchrony, the tiniest dubstep concert ever. Cardiomyocytes can grow, but once they die, you're totally screwed. I didn't even want to drop the name cardiomyocyte. There's a joke about monogamy in all this somewhere. I will find it. I'll tell it to you, and you'll laugh, and I'll keep tensing up my heart, because if I don't, I'll die, and this love poem will have been for nothing. Thanks. Can I have a number? Not even 17. That was on page 14, which is Valentine's Day, which I just realized. 
You know what? <laughs> uh, okay, 25. The only other poem that was also mentioned by the host. <laughs> um, there's a sweet stop-motion animation for this on YouTube. You should look it up. It features a piece of ham folded into a hot dog bun to make it look like a vagina. Yeah. <laughs> it's called giraffe. When a giraffe is born, it free falls six feet from its mother's womb straight onto its stupid head. Welcome to the world, Giraffa Camelopardalis. You already look like you are dying, and your name boasts how drunk the Romans were when they decided you look like a camel knocked up a leopard in a one-night savanna stand. Except that a giraffe would not fall six feet from a leopard because leopards just aren't that tall. And speaking of leopards, a lion is 50% forecasted to eat your face sometime this year. Possibly, the lion will be a hyena or a crocodile, and probably one or more of these animals will eat the rest of you if and when they take your face. You have many options in death. In fact, far more than in life, where things will pretty much shake out as planned. You will fall in love with a lady giraffe, and neck a boy giraffe to prove your devotion to her, the way Sarah Costner made out with that blonde girl at prom to impress her boyfriend, who was so impressed he got her pregnant, so they married over summer and divorced by finals week, except that your chances of being alive for long enough to marry and divorce Sarah Costner are, according to science, slim. <laughs> your tongue is a foot and a half long. Pretty cool. Except... This is only an adaptation to get bugs out of your nose. Whereas Sarah Costner has solved this age-old quandary by not having a gigantic nose. No offense. Your head is six and a half feet, i.e. four and a third tongues away from your heart, which weighs as much as two and a half adult Maltese dogs and must pump your heart, not the dogs. More gallons of blood in one minute than I drink of milk in a year. Thinking about drinking your blood grosses me out and makes me think of the time my friend ate too much diner food and coined the phrase, drinking a milkshake backwards, which is gross too, but I can't help it now. Anyone who reads this poem will think about it now, which is the problem with being human, which is why I envy you, giraffe even though your neck is both comically long and too short to reach the ground, so that if you want to drink water, not blood, I hope, you have to spread your front legs like an enormous, fleshy tripod. I envy you, even though you are so vulnerable, you can only sleep for five minutes at a time, and you don't have any marriage rights in the United States. And your head is probably going to have a nasty bump from being born, whereas I went straight from the birth canal into a giant hamburger bun, because that is how privilege works. And I'm sorry, giraffe, but I didn't ask to be the dominant species, the little spoon in life's cuddle party, the kind of animal whose body, whose very existence, was built for sitting down. Thanks. <laughs> I like when an audience gets that I'm reading a funny poem and that I don't have to, like, read it in a super funny way. 
It's more interesting that way. Can I have another number? All right. Are you guys doing okay? All right. Um, this one is called Poem to be found among my possessions following the occasion of my sudden disappearance and analyzed for clues as to where I may have gone and why. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, uh, I issue that as a challenge for next time, even though I won't be here. <laughs> In the beginning, there was the word. And before the word, silence. Lift your hand. Your thumbnail obliterates the sun. Better to assume the impossible jewelry of love, incomprehensible as pain. Better to take for granted the fishbowl's particular blue. You are trying to find your diary. Notice the moment before you realize you never kept one. Between silence and the word, a thin silk thread. Tightrope for tiny gods, taut with attention. You close your eyes. You walk between awe and intimidation. Notice anything you remember without understanding why. Tin box rattling buttons. Thumb slipped under shirt sleeve and so forth. You break everything you touch. Notice how much is achieved through mere force of adhesion. Abomination of lights. Proximity, a generous loneliness. Before the paint, there was the wall. Before the wall, wind. Shark, Papa, a shark, cries the boy, pointing to a white sail. If you're getting tired of clapping, you don't have to, just so you know. Don't feel pressured by the people around you. <laughs> 65. 65 is part five in a six-part poem. I might just read the whole thing. <laughs> it's a little bit confusing out of context. You know what? Okay, I'm going to read this poem last. Can I get a different number? But I promise I'll come back to it. God, people love 42. Douglas Adams. Um, I named a bunch of poems in this book. Love poem. So this is one. <laughs> Love poem. It's very short. If a maple seed has fallen, welcome. Come in and sit down if you want. No pressure. <laughs> If a maple seed has fallen, probably a maple seed has fallen nearby. I almost never find a bird on the ground. I almost never find a seed in the sky. That's it. <laughs> uh, should we take a music break? Music break. Okay. Donate.
Uh, what kind of message? Donate to the Bellingham Poetry Night. <laughs> That's your jingle. That's the entirety of it. <laughs> um, can you guys hear this? Can you hear this? Kind of. All right. If you can't hear, I'm sorry. Move closer. <laughs> we can all sit in a semicircle. Uh, this is a song called Bottom Feeder, and I have an EP with me that I recorded in New York. This is the first song on it. Uh, it has six songs. It's called Six Songs. And uh, the EP includes drums, guitar, vocals, guitar, bass, and viola. So it's like this, but more. Oh, no. Sorry. Not all me. I'm the guitar and the vocals. The rest are genius musicians. Future glass beneath your feet And tender to the teeth Oh, you're beautiful, you must be good to eat And if you make me sick Well, I know I love wouldn't it be lovely, wouldn't it be love to taste my lips While I digest yours with my fish and chips Starlight dims, the starlight dims, the starlight dims, the starlight dims the city All the seas are sleeping Small fish ate, a small fish ate, a small fish ate, a small fish in the biggest sea. And no fish is smaller than me. But I've got sharper teeth. You're so pretty, you must have pretty meat. And if your bones stick in my throat, I'll them out to build a home of muscle marrow stick and stone in stick and stone in stick and stone is it not a car I'm for such a big 
mouth as mine to ever, ever, ever be alone. Um, for the last two summers, I've gone to New Mexico with a group of artists to work on collaborative projects, which has been very strange, and this is a song that I wrote there. Can you guys hear the, like, quiet parts okay? Yes! <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Uh, this is about... This is called Good Children. I don't know what it's about. It's about, like, the viciousness of things in the desert, if you've ever been to the desert. Come closer, you're not far from home You're farther than you know And the neighbors have already closed their curtains Shut their clothes, my bleating babe You croak, you cry, you crawl into my cave I won't ever let you out again to see the light of day. Oh, Children, all stay hidden. I was born without a shadow. I'm hungry and I'm hollow. You're sick and sore. This world will pour you out like rain down to the ground. I will give you shelter if you promise never to go Without a shadow, I'm hungry and I'm hollow. All good children, all.
a break and I'm going to be hanging out over there um, I have some CDs they're like by donation I think music should be free so I put it on the internet for free I'll just tell you now shoulderblades.bandcamp.com uh, and if you want to buy a CD or like donate to me and then go download it that's awesome too because touring costs gas money and other things. <laughs> uh, has anyone read The Little Prince? Yes. Cool. This is called The Little Prince. Um, and if you haven't read it, it's a love song about an outer space relationship. Found you telescope trains on the planet where one day you appear. And through the glass I watched you laugh across a gap of light years. They tell me you're long dead and they tell me you can't hear me. Why then do you look up at the stars as if you're near me? Are you remembering your smoke? Are you imagining you're not alone at all? Mon petit prince, mon petit prince, mon petit prince. Your light is a reflection of the sun, just like the moon's. And so you glow, but close behind you always stretches that light's shadow oh you should see the day from here at noon the shadows disappear and oh the sun it warms our skin we touch we lay down like horizons these are tides and this is grass and this is time and this is passing by what you love but can't 
have. It's not the water, but your breath that holds you back, mon petit prince, mon petit prince, mon petit prince. And I only wanted to make the world enough to have you in it, to have you in it, to have you. And if you would give the sky a sign, you know I'm out there. Like a rose that blooms, you'll be home soon, my love. I never left the room, but you make me cling to the earth, and you make me want to be good. And you make me cling to the earth, and you make me, you make me mon petit prince, mon petit prince. I've never read this one out loud before because no one's ever said 35. Uh, this also has a really long title. Dismissing everything you say to punish you. Oh, wait. It goes straight into the poem. There's going to be no pause between the title and the rest of it. Just for your own benefit. The title ends after the word commitment. Okay. Dismissing everything you say to punish you because I love you and I'm afraid to lose you and so must make everything into a test of commitment. Like eating my way through a cathedral full of jello to kiss you on the mouth or standing on your front lawn naked humming an anthem or ode to owls who make terrible pets according to Liza who must hoot with Benny at all hours, Benny is the owl, and keep him inside her home where he sweeps everything from the table to make room to perch, scraping the varnish permanently from her wardrobe in the same way that you entered my life in lovely shambles even though I was already this jello-legged mouse and you'd already kissed me like the second half of a locket kept for years between your chest and the world like my whole life had been the other half and my hair smelled of peaches which I won't pretend portends anything, but it's still nice for anyone who likes peaches. <laughs> it doesn't have any, like, commas or anything. <laughs> I was trying to convey that. <laughs> okay. Um, can I have one last number, maybe? Ah, oh, that was giraffe. Jeez, come on. It's not your fault. I think someone said 25, which is also giraffe. Whoa. I'm sorry I made you feel bad. 
Um, also, why would anyone remember any of these numbers? Okay. <laughs> um, this poem is called Ready Made. It makes a little bit more sense if you know what a ready made is, but if you don't, don't stress about it. <laughs> After so much scuttle and tinker, who can tell you what you want? One asks for plume, receives strangulation. Clouds lolloping along, classified into shapes they'll never be again. One asks only to do a little of the naming of things, but in the end, even asking is too much. To the tree, a human's a bullet train. To the train, a human's a tree. You must crawl to walk, walk to fall. You are entitled to fold the pillow in half or crush the spindle bug under your thumb if that's what makes you happy. I'm sorry. The porcupine's needle quivers further into the flesh, more out of lust than revenge. Blink once for yes, twice for no. You all have always been good, whether you die today or whether you have always. Dander, dander, eider down. Pow! says the bubble by the janky fist. Okay, I can go back to the last poem, or you guys can just give me another number, whatever you want. One more number, what is it? Oh, yeah. Huh? Did you? Oh, 18. Okay. Ah, that's the end of another poem that I also read. Someone else should give me a number. <laughs> huh? 33. You seemed weirdly confident about that number. Mike McGee would be proud. Yeah, he lives in the Bay Area now. Suckers. <laughs> um, this one's called Fabulist When I got home My bedroom was covered in dust The fake piano The mantle over the fake fireplace The ceiling caved in while I was gone While I was gone, they fixed it You can still see where it broke I leave the opposite of a fingerprint On whatever I touch I have a touch lamp. I have a fear of being misunderstood. Before the diagnosis, I told my mother I believed in magic. I didn't. I believed it was what she needed to hear. Thank you. number but we didn't have the last poem do you still want to do that yes we're all excited about these parts that go together all right encore for the parts i didn't mean to betray everyone like that it was a miscommunication i'm gonna read the last poem now um the press that i published published this book with likes to have authors submit videos, I think, to make sure that, like, they're personable people and don't do this when they're reading. Or that. <laughs> um, so there's also a video for this on the Internet that you can look up. It's called An Illustrated Guide to the Post-Apocalypse. 
Um, and we made the video by going to a supermarket at 2 a.m. and putting the camera in a shopping cart. So it's like one long tracking shot. Um, it is really cool. It came off perfectly for some reason, <laughs> even though a lot of factors were against us. Anyway, check it out. By us, by the way, I mean me and the person who illustrated some of this book. Whoa, check it out. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a little epigraph. Um, if you don't know fear Shakespeare is, if you don't <laughs> know fear Shakespeare says, uh, it's like a Shakespeare translator for people who don't want to be in high school. And it has the original Shakespearean text, and then it will translate it into colloquial English so you can understand it. But I bite my thumb at you. Screw off. Um, so there's a part in Hamlet where he's talking to the ghost of his father, and the Shakespearean text was, What? And then next to it, the colloquial English. What? <laughs> that should really be the whole poem, but then I had to like write something else because <laughs> otherwise it's plagiarism. Okay, six parts. It has some singing, full circle. One. The future has an obscenely happy ending. One day, there you are, then suddenly, bang! 3 a.m., and you're spending the rest of eternity eating a plate of eggs over easy listening 102.1, incandescent with fever. You look at me and I begin to shine, just like the sun when it tells the moon you're mine. Sing along, you lovesick vampires. And I'm crazy about you, baby, can't you see? So don't you dare go ahead and die on me. Two. I had to change those lyrics so they wouldn't be copyrighted. Two. Fifteen people have lived and died for every one still alive. And that's just the pre-apocalypse. My God, we're the protagonists of our own stories, trapped in the basement of our lives. I will wipe the yolk from your chin and paint our faces green so when the aliens find us, they'll nod, keep up the good work, instead of kidnapping us for their human milking machine. That is how much I love you. Three. A conductor, an undercover cop, and a functional adult walk into a bar. Happy birthday! Let's get wasted and watch late night television! Close your eyes and make a wish! Blowjobs, blowjobs, blowjobs. <laughs> now, back to our scheduled programming. But first, our weekly weather forecast. There will be girls! Girls, 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 girls. Four. <laughs> it was winter for years. I had your voicemails on repeat like digital, digital jukeboxes eating all my quarters in new AAAs. Did you know three people were crushed to death by vending machines in 1988? I bet too many people couldn't eat just one, and one, and one, and I can't blame them. You are my favorite song. All clattering cages, shattering bulbs, dead skin cells grind dancing, dead skin cells like tinder on kindling, keeping me warm. Five. Sometimes I imagine you've died instead of just moving to Chicago and how impossible it would be to replace you. When the world ends, there will be no cars or textiles or houses that aren't blueprinted in kid pics, no food that is an easy Mac looted from abandoned supermarkets. 
I love you like a felony conviction. I love you because you weigh probably 600 pounds less than a vending machine, which is one less way for you to kill me. Take off my skin before the atom bomb. Pronounce my name like identity theft. Fill your lungs with ghost-muffled sirens to bless the brittle refuge of my ankles. I love you, cosmic anonymity. I love you, organized a little out of entropy. I love you, pale blue dot in the red shift. I love... Six. Welcome to continued existence in the face of nothingness. This electron aimless search for a heart that opens swings like a gate. And that's not all. You've got to knock and see if someone is home. And if they are, do they want to buy a subscription to Us Weekly? Long odds, yeah. But you've got to do it. That's life. You can't touch the world without being touched back, not even after the world ends. Every breath is still shameless seduction. Every moment the latest vital scene. So applause my hands, you, you accident of flesh. We are not victims of life. We are survivors of death. Thank you. Back to your regularly scheduled poetry meeting. Poetry night. Two, three. Oh. This is so good. Uh, one, two, three. Mm, mm. 